Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys Podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not much. Uh, another day of interesting uh, revelations, another interesting conversation about the kind of Unknown future of the Dallas Cowboys. This is, it's very, it's still, again, it's still very odd feeling to kind of only have a partial grasp on what the future is going to look like for this team. You know, it's like, kind of fun we, though, to be honest. Yeah, of course it's, it's kind fun. of fun trying to yeah, pick apart absolutely. all this and guess who's going to be the, you know, the offensive line coach and yeah. all that kind of stuff. I'm enjoying it right now because there's, yeah. Really nothing else going on. I'm studying um, up on West Coast playbooks and, you know, sure, I, I, mean, I enjoy that. I enjoy that stuff, you know. Yeah, you had a nice, uh, little thread yesterday on some Kellen Moore stuff and, uh, his West Coast uh, background. We'll, we, maybe we can get that at the end of the show because I do feel like that's interesting and we should talk about that. Uh, but first let's talk about the Mike McCarthy press conference. Um, yesterday I was impressed. It was funny. It, it was enjoyable to have somebody with, uh, his personality up there. Uh, I know. <laughs> I mean, I know he's not the most personable guy compared to maybe what we saw earlier in the day compared to like Matt Rule, uh, you know, with the Panthers, but, uh, I, I thought it was good. I, I thought McCarthy gave some really solid answers about, uh, how he prepares some of the analytic questions he had. Uh, what was your overall takeaway from McCarthy's interview yesterday or press conference? Excuse me. Yeah. I mean, I just felt like, uh, you know he was personable, like you said. I mean, I, I mean, I thought it was really funny that, you know, the, the first things he actually talked about was how awkward his arms were yeah, sitting at a, at a conference so table. Uh, you know, I thought that was uh, that was. You know, look, I, I think Ricky what, Bobby. Yeah, presses <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know what to do with my hands. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I think the press, the Dallas press, is going to totally fall for this guy. I mean, that's that's the thing is that. Well, partly because of who was there before, right? Sure. Well, that's the thing. Jason Garrett, I mean, listen, I don't believe that Jason Garrett, I believe that Jason Garrett has a personality on some level. It certainly isn't what we saw, what we would see at the, you know, at the podium. His yeah. his whole yeah. thought process involving the media is to not give you anything. and You know what I'm saying? Like, basically, not give you enough to, to, to get him in trouble. I think McCarthy to, is kind of, Less closed off, it seems like, and you know, and that may end up being to his detriment, and who knows. But uh, at, at the very least, you know, it felt like he was a little bit more personable, um, a, uh, a little bit more open of, of, about how he felt about stuff. Um, you know, he what he wasn't really open about is, you know, changes to the staff or insight as to which I understand because have, things aren't finalized course. yet. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, but but I think that. Uh, you know, really what we got was kind of just a, more of a look as to uh, how the whole process went down between Jerry and Mike and Steven and, and, and you know, where they kind of are viewing things, you know, on a, on a kind of uh, schematic and uh, a philosophical level. Uh, you know, and, and I think at this point it, it's kind of more just about 
good vibes and good feelings than it is about the particulars about what this team's going to look like. I thought it was interesting that you saw that a couple of Cowboys were actually at mm-hmm. the press conference and, and showed up and, Randall yeah, Cobb I, was a notable one. I, yeah, I, I thought that, that was interesting. interesting too, right? I thought that was interesting, you know, because uh, I, I didn't, you know, you, you know, here's the thing: uh, the way we're still kind of picking through the 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 stories of, of, of the way he exited Green Bay, uh, and as to like, you know, the, who, who all was liking and disliking the job he was doing at, there, um, and and I thought that it was really, you know, I wasn't, I hadn't really thought about. The fact that Randall Cobb showing up there today, I, I was interested in his opinion, but I thought that it, it, it probably said a lot that he had showed up and yeah. and, and was yeah. at the press conference about his uh, his support of of the hiring. So, uh, yeah, I, is I it too think early to say that we think Cobb is going to be back next year? Is that I mean, just going off the press conference, is that just too early to assume that? Yeah, I I I, I think that. I, I, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to be surprised if he is, you know. But I, I think uh, at this point, it, it may be a little bit too early to, you know, because, yeah. you know, to be honest, like, I, I, it's there's been some some decisions made so far that I thought were, uh, including like we talked about yesterday, Colombo not being retained and stuff like that. That yeah, I, I feel like they're being a little bit more uh, cutthroat. I mean, fear was a word that was used by them as something that they wanted in the change of the coaching staff and in the, in the change of the thought process. So, you know, maybe uh, the, the idea of of not, you know, Real Cobb I think had a good year from a per reception basis, but had a lot of drops, kind of was up and down. Uh, and there is such a good wide receiver class, you almost hate to like not take advantage of that. But I, I, I yeah, I think yeah, that it's I know tough to mean. say, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Cobb because you're right. Uh, this wide receiver class is ridiculous, and there's also some really good free agents set to hit the the open market. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't jump on signing Cobb right now. Uh, I think this is one of the things you let him hit the free agent market. You see what other teams are willing to offer, and then if we get close to the draft or after the draft and he's unsigned, that's when I circle back and look at Randall Cobb. But um, we've got a lot to talk about today. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the the interesting hires, some of the interesting maybe firings that the Cowboys have made. Uh, so let's pause. We'll take a quick break and we'll come right back. All right, Landon. Um, the Cowboys have made some, you know, a lot of different coaching moves over the last couple of days. It's, these days are starting to run together a little bit. Um, let's start with some of the guys that they did let go. Uh, it was announced yesterday that the Cowboys won't be bringing back Sanjay Lal, their wide receiver coach, or offensive line coach Mark Colombo. Um, let's talk about these two moves. Which one is the most surprising? Uh, are you bummed to see Law or Colombo go? Well, I mean, part of what's, you know, overload of information is that as you're hearing some of the stuff, I think some of the, the dirty laundry is coming out too, you know? So it's like, it's kind of an interesting uh, uh, process that you go through of, uh, you know, uh, well, Sanjay Lal is going to be back. Well, it could be because him and Cooper didn't see eye to eye on some things. And which like, I can, oh. yeah, that's absolutely true, by the way. Which you know, I which you're like, okay, well, what's uh, you know, what, 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 how do I parse that? And so it's it's you know, I think generally I liked San, what Sanjay Lal was doing, um, but I think that. Um, 
having the information that Cooper didn't like him makes me kind of question my original thought process with him because I want to know, you know, and and then of course they're bringing up the idea that the the idea of the receiver rotation being more of a a law thing. So, and who knows, you know, I, I think everyone's, yeah, on the way out the door pointing fingers as they're trying to get their next job. So, um, but you know, I think that to me, despite all that, I, I have to say that the Colombo thing seems the most surprising to me, and, and for the reasons I just said, I I think that Colombo to me is a, a guy who obviously the Cowboys feel strongly with. He's a former Cowboys player. Uh, he uh, he made his way up through the ranks as a kind of a, a scout and then like a coaching type. I mean, this is a homegrown. Uh, as homegrown as it gets for for Jerry Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and for him, and and was liked and, and uh, 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 you know, requested as the coach by uh, uh, the offensive line room. Um, so I think for him to not be coming back, and for them to bring in someone like Joe Philbin to be, that reads like okay. Th- I mean, that reads like a real power play to me. That that to me that shows you. More than anything, I think this has been a comment that some other people in the media have said too. Uh, to me, that that reads like a real uh, uh, power play, showing you exactly if there was any question uh, that that uh, that that you know that Mike McCarthy has really got a big stick, and he, especially when it comes to hiring his own staff. Uh, just really quickly on the Sanjay Law thing, um, I actually have a a buddy that is a coach for the Indianapolis Colts. And Sanjay Law was there in 2017, I believe was the right season. Um, he only lasted one season with them before coming with the Cowboys because he actually got let go in Indianapolis. Uh, and the belief there was that T.Y. Hilton was not a fan of some of Sanjay Law's uh, coaching techniques. I'm trying to think of a good way to say this. Uh, during the game plan of the week, uh, there were some pretty significant disagreements there. Uh, and we started to hear some of those this week or this year from Amari Cooper uh, and, and you know Michael Gallup and Randall Cobb. So that part of it doesn't surprise me. I know there were some reports out there, you know, a couple weeks ago that uh, Cooper wouldn't be back if Sanjay Law was there. Well, if the Cowboys are forced to choose between Sanjay Law and Amari Cooper, I think you you know who's going to win every single time. So that one didn't surprise me. The Colombo one did a little bit just because of. You know how widely respected he is in the organization uh, and with the team, uh, with the players. Uh, you know, he, this is a guy that started out as a scout, I believe, for the Cowboys. Right? And this was a couple years yeah. ago. He was a scout and moved all the way up. Uh, so I do think somebody else is going to get a good offensive line coach in in Mark Colombo. Uh, but Joe Philbin, who was a veteran coach, I think he's going to have some success there. Just touch on him really quickly, Landon, because he's been all around the league. He's coached just about everything you can on offense between wide receivers, quarterbacks, offensive line. Uh, he was the head coach in Miami. Do you feel pretty good about him on the staff? Yeah, I mean, it's, it was fascinating to kind of hear his name uh, you know, mentioned. I think the thing that is most fascinating to me is, um, is not fascinating, but I think the thing that, that it, intrigues me the most is the not the offensive line coach part of it, but the run game coordinator part of it. Yes. Because yep. I think he, you know, one of the things that has been has been problematic. I think uh, the run game has been very diverse, and I, and I, but I felt like it it lacked creativity at times. 
Uh, and I feel like this is a guy who, uh, and, and, I, and it lacked cohesion, I think. It, 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 it didn't, there weren't a lot of constraints. And it was just like a, a, an interesting collection of plays that they like to run. I, I honestly believe it was just an interesting collection of plays that the, the offensive line liked to run. And, yeah, and, and, and that's and that's fine, but but I think that you know, adding in constraints, adding in misdirection, that works off of a, a base version of plays, uh, and coordinating that a little bit more can uh, probably produce some even more uh, interesting results. And again, and I think this is a guy who knows how to work with uh, Mike McCarthy within a Mike McCarthy passing attack. I mean, you know, essentially when we first started talking about this. Uh, you know, you had mentioned we were talking about it, and I was like, "Yeah, this is offensive line, blah 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 blah." And you were like, "Wasn't he like a passing game coordinator or something like that?" And and, yep. and and I could totally understand why you would think that because you know he was the offensive coordinator for the the Green Bay Packers when they were sure. throwing the ball like fifty five percent plus the time. I think this is a guy who understands uh, how to very cleanly um, marry the passing and the run game together, and and the run game to itself. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, this is a, te- a very experienced, very good offensive line. As far as coaching them up, I don't know how much better, you know, they're going to get w- without working themselves. You know what I'm saying? I think that these are guys who are kind of, uh, I guess, you know, technique-wise, near the top of their game. Absolutely, where there, yeah. Where there could be some improvements, for sure, is in the ability of, of you know, Using these guys in a way schematically that can really take advantage of of what the rest of the offense is doing as well. Yeah, what I'm excited about is going this off season, going to look at what kind of running game Joe Philbin has used in the past. Is it a lot of power? Is it wide zone? Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. We're going to dig into that just to see what the Cowboys run game could look like next season. I'm sure they're going to incorporate a lot of what they've already done last year. Uh, because they're so good at the wide zone and that kind of stuff. But just something to, to keep in mind. Um, one more coaching staff thing. Uh, Mike Fisher reported today that Stan Drayton, the running back coach uh, in Texas right now, is somebody that the Cowboys are interested in. Um, you know, This is a guy that has a relationship with Ezekiel Elliott. He was at Ohio State uh, when Elliott was there. Um, obviously, Gary Brown is somebody that that is still in consideration there. What do you expect to happen here at the running back position, or the running back staff, uh, and, and what do you and what do you think of Drayton? Uh, I mean, it, pretty clearly, it looks like it's a waiting waiting game for Drayton to see if he accepts, and if he doesn't, then they'll see if Gary Brown would like to come back. Um, you know, I think that uh, I think that it's. Uh, it's an interesting move because it's I, – I don't really know, like – and maybe I haven't had time to kind of go back into it, but, like, what the t- connection is between – I know the connection between Zeke and Drayton, obviously. He's former coach at Ohio State, uh, running back coach at Ohio State. Uh, at one point, I think, you know, as Mike Fisher reported, uh, the, the he at, a, at the 2016 Combine – uh, uh, said that that you know he made me. Uh, Zeke said he made me, basically referring to Drake. So he clearly has a, a strong relationship with this coach. So I understand all of that. What I don't really understand is the connection to Mike McCarthy. And maybe it's there, and I just haven't seen it yet. But um, and, and so I guess my question is, if Gary Brown is still like an option, right? If uh, if Gary Brown is uh, still a guy that if they don't get 
uh, Drayton that they, that they could consider going to, then like why why is this guy getting deference to over Gary Brown? I guess is my question. Like, is this like a a way to try to kind of uh, get in good graces with your running back, you know what I'm saying? Or yeah. uh, that's that, these are all questions I've got. So uh, I, I guess, and, and again, I could be I'm not fully informed here because this is very new information. But uh, maybe there's a very direct, uh, a, you know, coaching tree lineage that I'm not aware of between McCarthy and, and Drayton. But at this point, I'm unaware of it. So it's, it's interesting in that manner that they would backburner the guy who was the current running back coach that. Uh, even though Zeke does have a relationship with both of these guys, to try to interview this other guy, unless they McCarthy and, and Drayton had some sort of relationship. Yeah, I'm, that's interesting too. Um, there, I'll, I'll go ahead and report that there's another guy that the Cowboys are actually interested in hiring above Gary Brown as well. Uh, ben Sermons. I don't know if you know who he is, but he is currently the running back coach of the Packers. Uh, his contract is up after this season, and that's another guy that McCarthy would like to bring in, interview uh, if they don't get the uh, Drayton. So uh, Ben Sermons, who has done some really good work with Aaron Jones, turning him into a Pro Bowl player, just somebody to keep your eye on if the Packers are eliminated this week. If not, you know, I, I could certainly see the, the Mike McCarthy saying, you know, let's go ahead and hire Drayton. Sermons isn't going to be available for the next couple of weeks. Let's go ahead and do that. Uh, just somebody else to keep your eye on. Real quick, um, say, yeah, go real ahead. Quick, I, I think we should all consider how the difference might be in how the running back gets used in, in next year. I, I think that one of the things that just di- kind of dipping my toe back into the West Coast playbooks and everything is how much uh, there is of a passing game attack specifically with a running back actually running routes and not just catching screens and that sort of thing. So these are things to keep in mind is that maybe some of these changes include – Better helping a running back learn other skill sets that you know maybe Gary Brown wasn't as good at receiving skill sets that sure. sort of thing. So just something it, to keep in mind. Is Tony Pollard a better fit for the West Coast offense than Zeke? I think it's. I think that they you can use both. There. I, if you look at you know we need to take a break, but if you look at what they do did at Green Bay. I think that you can get a lot, especially with what they did early on with Randall Cobb, you know, like kind of early when he first got there. You can do a lot of the Pollard stuff there like that and use both of these guys very effectively. And and remember, they also used, when Cobb became basically a full-time slot receiver, they used Ty Montgomery, who they drafted in the third round to be an outside receiver. They kind of transitioned him to a running back. So just something to keep an eye on. We're going to have a lot of those kind of discussions over the offseason uh, let's take a break, and we're going to come back and answer a couple of Twitter questions that we didn't get to yesterday. All right, Landon, um, I, I just wanted to touch on some of these questions that uh, we, we didn't get to yesterday because it was such a busy day. Um, but this one comes from A at underscore Davis. Um, will we see an influx of new players at the bottom of the roster who have played for the new coaches or other teams? Um, you know, will we see a lot of former Packer guys kind of come in this year, you know, via free agency or any of that kind of stuff? Or do you think they're going to basically want to keep yeah, most of the roster intact that they have right now? Well, I mean, I think much in the same way that, you know, that kind of middle-bottom portion of the roster is normally dedicated to those kind of guys. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think you'll see on defense, you'll see guys that, you know, so maybe some former Saints that Nolan is familiar with and, you know, maybe uh, uh, some some other guys that kind of, you know, especially on defense where you know, they think there could be – more of a scheme change, 
I, and I, even on offense too. I mean, like you know, we've talked about how there may be less of a, of a steep curve there or whatever uh, for for learning. But I, you know, I think that there's definitely a possibility that they do bring in, um, you know, a couple more. Packers guys who understand what Mike McCarthy's trying to do. I, I think that like Aaron Rodgers, yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> not him. Uh, I think a certain percentage of of uh, you know the, of every team's roster is probably built on guys who have a familiar have a, have a stronger than normal familiarity with their coach and what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that, yeah, I, I would, you know, and I think that a lot of times that, that can be turned over year to year based on who's available. So I would, uh, no, I, not only would I not be surprised, I would, I would go ahead and expect that they're going to bring in probably, you know, some free agents. The Cowboys have a lot of free agents this year, so there's going to be turnover anyway. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I don't expect them for, to be high name guys that the Cowboys bring in. No, 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 they're no, probably no. B- bottom of the roster guys, you know, that. Maybe they'll just help learn the scheme, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, and again, and maybe some Rams guys that Fossil knows that are special Absolutely. teams guys. You yeah. know, so look, because especially since there's some 3-4 crossover, if they decide to kind of do a hybridized defense, maybe you bring in some guys who have a, uh, some uh, from the Rams who have uh, 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 experience playing in a, in a, in a 3-4 defense, also a one-gap defense, by the way, mm-hmm. and they also have experience with Fossil on special teams. I mean, I think that there's situations like that that, you know, make up, you know, maybe seven to fifteen spots on the roster potentially. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I certainly think you're going to look at you know some of those end of the roster vet minimum guys. Wouldn't be shocked to see the Cowboys sign two or three of those guys uh, over the off season. Uh, one more question for you, Landon. Uh, with you know Jim Tom Sula and Mike Nolan on defense now, do you expect the Cowboys to put more of an emphasis on safety and defensive tackle? Obviously, that's a position that Rod Marinelli and Chris Richard. Uh, just haven't prioritized over the last couple of years, uh, and especially in defensive tackle. We're talking about the one technique, uh, the big nose tackles, those kind of guys that uh, can clog up the run game. Do you expect the, the Cowboys to maybe invest, you know, some draft picks or some money in those positions this off season? Yeah, I do. Um, I, I don't know that necessarily they're going to go and get a specific run stuffing defensive tackle. But I also wouldn't be a fr- uh, surprised if there was an elite defensive. T- and again, I, I'm I'm not into the draft as deep we'll as some of that. But if, if there if there is an elite defensive tackle type in the first round, uh, I, I, I'm selfishly thinking of Brown from Auburn, right? Auburn, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I don't think that we can just rule them out anymore. You know, I think that they're they're not going to be Absolutely. afraid at, anymore to invest. At a defensive tackle player that uh, you know, provides is that talented, you know. I, I don't think there's going to be as much of the we can coach him up uh, thought process. It feels like uh, Tom Sula has had no problem with bringing in talented, you know, first round players that sort of thing, and uh, uh, and and working with them. I did find it interesting yesterday how Mike McCarthy said it's going to be a lot of we decisions here. Uh, I think one of his biggest regrets in Green Bay. Is basically allowing Ted Thompson to make every single move. Yeah, uh, McCarthy I agree. didn't have a lot of say in that draft room. I, I do think he's going to ha- swing a bigger stick here in Dallas. Now, I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I just I, I think he's going to want to pick some of these players, whether it's in free agency or the draft, where he didn't get a, a you know enough say in Green Bay. You would agree with that? Yeah, I will say the last thing. I, I think that one thing that the, the, that Will McClay is excellent at doing. 
is working with the head coach to figure out exactly yeah. what they want and then helping them find that. So maybe, you know, Ted Thompson is, is uh, an excellent GM as well, obviously has an incredible track record, maybe a Hall of Fame GM at the end of the day. But I, I think that, you know, he wanted, he has his way of doing it. He's, you know, is, he's going to segment out his department and they're going to find these players that they find. I, I think one thing that gives Will McClay a lot of success is his uh, willingness to work with the coaching staff, find out what they want, and find the right fit and not just necessarily the right player. One more quick thing before we go. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to read Bob Serm's piece on The Athletic about uh, Mike McCarthy uh, and why he fits in Dallas, but it, it, I highly, highly recommend all you guys going out and reading it. Uh, Bob Serm is obviously he's a Packer fan that is covering the Cowboys. His insight is incredible. Um, one of the things in that piece that stuck, stuck stood out to me, excuse me, uh, was the relationship between Rodgers and McCarthy. And there's been a lot written about it. Uh, but basically, one of the things that frustrated them both and kind of ended up splitting them was uh, the lack of assets devoted to the offensive side of the ball by Ted Thompson. Uh, and then Aaron Rodgers yesterday came out with a statement basically saying uh, he was wishing McCarthy luck, but he's kind of surprised he didn't take a GM job which yeah. is a little shot at yes. Ma- I, not at McCarthy, but a shot not at, at McCarthy. Yeah, I agree yeah. completely. So, I, I, that's why I'm interested to see what happens here this offseason, whether they continue to invest in offense, because I feel like that was the biggest reason why they had to split. Is it just they were getting too frustrated with the lack of weapons outside of Devontae Adams, really, in that offense? Yeah, and look, I mean, I, I think that. Rodgers has his own issues with McCarthy. I mean, McCarthy was the offensive coordinator in San Francisco under under Mike Nolan, by the way, when they passed on him. I think people forget that part of oh, the yeah. whole. Oh, yeah. of that the certainly whole. stuck in Aaron Rodgers. So that stuck in his crop for sure, and I think probably never went away knowing Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but I think that yeah, it's something to consider because you know, I, 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 despite all that. He took the time to kind of subtweet Ted Thompson pretty heavily with his with, yeah. with his comments yesterday. I, I just feel like that's something interesting to keep an eye on. I, I have a feeling that McCarthy um, he's going to have a bigger say in the Cowboys' war room than he than he had in Green Bay. We'll see if that works out for the Cowboys. Um, that's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to us on, on iTunes. Leave a review. If there's a player that you want us to watch over the next couple of weeks. Go ahead and write that in in a review. Leave your Twitter handle. Uh, Lane and I are going to start working on some of these Senior Bowl guys over the next couple of weeks uh, with practices coming up in, I don't know, what is it, 10 days or whatever. Um, so make sure you guys do that. Follow Lane on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Cowboys, And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.